So probably the, for me, greatest side benefit of ministry, not what I got into ministry for necessarily, but a side benefit that really touches and grows my heart is that I have the opportunity on a regular basis to be part of blessing the people who have blessed me. Like, for example, just two, it was three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to do the wedding of one of my families, one of my mom and my dad's oldest friends, woman who, now a woman, I remember her, I remember the day she was born. I'm 38, she's 28. It was an absolute pleasure to be involved in that way in the lives of people who have in many ways helped to raise me, helped me to become the person that I am. Now, the groom that day, marrying Laura, his name is Will Lampson. He actually is an artist who I became familiar with from some other websites that I had seen. And I didn't know until I met them last spring that this is who this person was. Will is sort of an up-and-coming visual artist. He does videos, he does photography, really cool stuff. And sometimes stuff that, well, I'm just not quite sure I can tell what the meaning of it is. There's one that I refer to as banana head. It looks like a mashup between a banana cream pie and a hockey mask like Jason wore in those Friday the 13th movies. So you have this mask that looks like it's the cream pie part and all these bananas sticking out from the head. This is a live person, by the way. As if that wasn't weird enough, out of the ends of those bananas is sticking a firecracker. And this six-minute video is the person, who we really can't tell who they are, lifting up one of these. And one by one by one, lighting off the firecrackers in the bananas. <laughs> Weird. Strange, very interesting. I don't really know what it means. To quote the great philosopher Mo Sislak of Mo's Bar and The Simpsons, ah, postmodernism. Weird for weird's sake. Now, Will, if you're listening, well, not right now, but he will be someday. I know he and, will, he and Laura, they live in Brooklyn. They like to listen to our podcast. I apologize. I'm about to praise you right now. There's one, there's one of his videos that I'm going to show you right now that really did touch me, and I think I got the meaning of it. It's called Emerge. Watch it right now. Not too much happens, but watch it. Now, maybe you're asking... That makes about as much sense as banana cream pie head. I have to tell you, this has been my morning meditation for most of the last three weeks. This has been my spiritual practice. What I try and focus on is that within me and within every one of you is a mind just like this. A mind that is calm and placid and is able to have things just bubble up. Bubble up and sit on the surface and hang out there for a little while and then float away. My morning meditation has been, let me be this day calm on the surface so I do not fight what is down below. It is able to rise up and sit there and float, and then float away. The reason I've chosen this as my morning meditation is because my mind is not like that. 
not naturally. I am one of those people, if you know the Buddhist phrase, monkey mind, that's me. I'm like a monkey sitting there tapping his tambourine, one of those little wind-up toys, just like that. And so what this has helped me to do is ground me every day. Let my mind be like this lake, placid and calm so that it can bring up what is down below. If our minds and our hearts are like this lake, bringing to the surface what needs to come up and releasing it when it is time to let it float away, that we learn in this life what it means to trust. Trust that all of our lives, trust that all of our lives here in Wellsprings and beyond will bring forth the next balloon. That's what those balloons are. That's why they're different colors. That's my interpretation anyway. The red one might be anger and the blue one might be a new thought. Maybe the green one, envy, or maybe even love. That's what each of those balloons represent. And you see, when we don't fight it, when we don't fight the current, they just pop up. They bubble up naturally, coming to be and floating away. Coming to be and floating away. See, this time of year, I know, is very, very busy for many of us. It's time of year of returning, returning from vacation, returning to school, returning, returning to work. And I think that's why I especially chose this at this time of year, to remind myself, remind myself that if I am calm, if we know what peace is, then what will come to us will be natural. We will ride the waves of life instead of fighting the current. That's what it's about. That's what we're about here at Wellsprings, learning to ride that wave, sometimes even to make waves if we need to, but to ride that wave, not fight the current any longer, to be channels for the streams of love and life that are bigger than just our own individual lives. Because the truth is this, especially as we begin this new Wellsprings year, Youth Spirit beginning next week, our gifts are there, the inspiration is there, the love is there, if we will allow it to bubble up and to be. And then also to remember that the ultimate returning to things is not about holding and keeping and grasping on. It is about recycling, holding and then sending off holding, and then sharing, and letting go. This Sunday, in some other Unitarian Universalist congregations, if you've ever been in one, you might have heard the phrase water communion. It's the time of the year in which a lot of churches, synagogues, all different kinds of communities gather back together after some time away, after that time during the summer. Now, in a water communion, it can be quite a beautiful ritual. What happens is that people bring the water from other places they have been, perhaps on summer vacation, perhaps it's from the stream in their backyard, perhaps it's from the pool. And what they do is they dump it into a common holding place. In many ways, it is a beautiful ritual, but there's something I never liked about it. It's this. If there's no fresh inflow, if that water is just collected and sit there, what happens? It grows stagnant. As someone just mouthed to me, it grows some scum. Water has to be replenished. Water has to flow. Water has to move if it is really going to bless us. If it just sits there and is collected, it cannot grow and is not shared. 
Things bubble up naturally in all of our lives, and things will bubble up for us here this year at Wellsprings if we recognize that, in fact, our name is not a noun, not a place, not the Wellsprings, but Wellsprings. It's a verb. It moves. And so we have a different ritual that we started here last year at Wellsprings, and we're going to do this year again. I believe that in each and every one of your lives in the next Six, seven, eight, nine, ten months, the next year, new things will come to be. You will move in some ways in your life from the caterpillar to the butterfly. New things will emerge, new things will bubble up if you answer that question, which all of you did, and I've got it recorded, by the way. If you commit to your spiritual growth, what you need, what we need together, because it's not an individual exercise, it will bubble up and grow, and all of us will be blessed. It will not stagnate and stay in one place, but rather will, like the living waters of life, spread out from this place and touch everyone that we meet. And so our ritual is this. I'm about to give you, as you will see, one of these. Now, I am just demonstrating once more for the camera. Yes, I know. (laughs) When we hand yours out, this is what I'm going to ask. That you wait until everyone has one. And on the count of three, that all of us together start blowing our bubbles and sharing what is bubbling up in our lives with all around us. We're going to pass them out right now. Does everyone have their bubbles? Ready? One, two, oh, oh, get in place, get in place. Three. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Get them up there high. Get them floating. Keep going, keep going. We're having fun. I really don't want to be the kind of person who ends this kind of fun. I'm going to ask you to take a seat again. You have your bubbles with you, I guarantee you're probably not even one-eighth of the way through. You can continue blowing them a little bit later. Folks, what you've just done, what we've just done together, (laughs) quieting the kids down is not going to be an option, I see from here on out. (laughs) And that's all right. What we've just done here together You're newlywed. Stop that. Stop harassing her. (laughs) What we've just done here together is we've set our course. We found our direction for the next year. Remember the fun. Remember the sending forth. Think about what in your life this year, what draws you in here today? What do you need to send forth? What do you need to share with the world and what is waiting to bubble up from inside you that will help create and bless all of our lives here together? That's what we are called to do here at Wellsprings. Now, let's move forward into our future. Amen. And may you live in blessing. Too hard. It's too painful. And it's easier just to kind of watch dreams on television sets and get lost in, in, in books and magazines and stories and everything like that and entertainment. But to have my own dream that I pursue, 
man, that hurts and that's painful and I might fail and I've experienced failure. And so they don't have any dreams anymore and they don't want to have any dreams anymore. But then there's another reason why people reject. It's because they don't see in you what God sees in you. They don't see the divine potential and the the words that God's spoken. They don't see the the painful situations that you've walked through at different moments that are actually things that are preparing you for a day that's beyond you. They don't see in you. They don't see in you uh, what God sees in you. As a matter of fact, what they see is such a there's such a, a, a gap between your current level of character and the ability to to achieve that dream. That they all they see is your current life, and they've seen some of the foolish things that you've done, especially family members. You tell them, "Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a quarterback in the NFL," and they go, "Sit down and shut up and pass me those potatoes." You know, who are you? You're my little brother. You know, but sometimes people don't see in you what they see is your current mistakes. They see your current flaws. They don't see where, who you're becoming and what God's going to do between now and 15 years. You know, Joseph goes from the time he's 17 till the time he's 47. Having some of these things take place in his life. And they'll reject your dreams. And rejection is actually, believe it or not, a purifier. It purifies motives. It takes us away from leaning on people and depending on people and the voices of people. And it drives us to the very heart of God. There's another thing that purifies our dreams, believe it or not. It's, it's actually self-doubt. It's self-doubt. And you know, you know why there, self-doubt happens in our life? is because like, it's the same reason that other people don't reject our dreams they don't see in us what god sees in us self-doubt is when i don't see in me what god sees in me and i get out